no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. And you're listening to Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight we're sharing with you a special broadcast from April of 2009. Now this is going to be only a, a short segment of the original broadcast, which was titled, Our Lady, We Can't Outrun Her. And we want to share with you tonight the special portion, which in light of so many things that are happening in the world today, we can lose sight of the global plan of Medjugorje. As many of you who listen to these broadcasts and those of you who read what a friend of Medjugorje writes, you know that there is no one in the world who can really bring Medjugorje from that global scale that it really is down to the local scale to your own personal life and how we should respond to Our Lady and to her call. Tonight's broadcast is a little bit of a mini retreat for us. And so we share it with you with the prayer that as so many things are happening across the world, taking our focus away from Our Lady, that tonight's broadcast will refocus you and your commitment to her. Tonight's broadcast will begin with the reading of the April 2nd, 2009 message, and then a friend of Medjugorje will join us right after. And so this is the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje, April the 7th, 2009. And this is the message from April 2nd, 2009. Mariana's message for the day of non-believers. Dear children, God's love is in my words. My children, that is the love which desires to turn you to justice and truth. That is the love which desires to save you from delusion. And what about you, my children? Your hearts remain closed. They are hard and do not respond to my calls. They are insincere. 
with a motherly love, I am praying for you, because I desire for all of you to resurrect in my son. Thank you. In the translation after the sentence, they are insincere, Mariana relayed that at this point that she begged Our Lady to stay longer. And it was then Our Lady began with a motherly. I feel like we are in a moment that are we stopping long enough to pause and, and really sincerely look at that. It struck me that March 18th, Our Lady said, Dear children, today I call you to look into your hearts sincerely for a long time. And none of us can grasp the moment that we live. Our Lady, there's no way to get away from her once you consecrate yourself and start following her. And yet so many have gotten away from her because they close their hearts. They don't want to be reminded every time they turn that she's there because this is going to stop me from this enjoyment or this pleasure or I can't do this or I'm not free. I'm restricted by the messages. And so many people fall away or they don't want them or they turn hard. And that's what our lady's saying here. You know, your hearts remain closed. They are hard and you do not respond to my calls with an S. Your hearts remain closed. They are hard and do not respond to my calls. They're insincere. You're not sincere. I asked you to look and you're not sincere. I just told you two weeks ago what I wish from you, what I want to help you, what I want you to do. What's my desire for you? And yet, you've remained closed. Here it is, a fresh apparition, an annual apparition. Many people came from Italy. They came from all over the place. It was very busy for that one day. People flew in from all over the place. Thousands of people were there. And what are we, spiritual curiosity seekers? What are we not doing? What are we not following? But that applies to all of us. Do we just want to see what she said in the message? Oh, oh okay. Oh, man, I can go home. It's not about the secrets. we got another month to go or another year to go. So Our Lady tells us now, sincerely look for a long time. On the 18th, she continues. She says, what will you see in them? Where is my son in them? Where is the desire to follow him? So how will this happen that we become sincere with Our Lady? And this is the question she poses to us. We're supposed to see everything that God has in creation, everything in He's given to us everything with love. And we're supposed to love, the, love the, even the vegetation, the plants, the trees. Not as the, the tree huggers are who, who worships this as God, but because God gave it to us as gifts. And it's a delusion people have that they're owed things, not only that, but they take them for granted or it's going to end. And, you know, God's in control. But we, we live under many, many delusions. But as our children... We're following so much untruth. People are so deluded in, in what to believe. The distance of truth is such a crisis that always having to come give these words from God, words she herself said are words from heaven. The delusion is, is we're going to miss this time. We're going to look back and think, what was I thinking? How stupid of me. How good I had it. How beautiful it was. People are deluded right now. We keep hearing. I was. I talked to the whole community this morning for a couple hours. We just had some talks about the delusion. People are saying, "Well, things are going to get better." The economic situation. We got another three months or so. Maybe by the end of this year. What are you thinking? Is the system holy? Is the system working for the favors of God and His ways? Is it a way of leading people to the light? Or the other way, you cannot have the Holy Virgin Mary here every day and the same time evil growing in this way without a division to America's light and dark. 
the whole world being split, light and dark. The government's being split, light and dark. People being split away from each other. The message I just quoted. There's two groups of here, people. She looked at those who were not devout, that were with bad hearts, who were there. They're a foreigner. They were there because of her. But she saw in the hearts. You know, there's two groups of people. Where are you going to be? And so, ingratitude is the greatest problem we have right now, really. Because if we, were, if we were gracious, we would see what Jesus himself did for us, what we're celebrating this week. And I say celebrating because a lady one good Friday appeared on Good Friday. The visionaries were surprised. And she says, you should be joyful too. You know, because this brought you liberty from your sins. It opened the gates of heaven. Where is the gratitude? Do we even understand what gratitude means anymore? We, people think they're owed this, that they're owed income, they're owed a job, they're owed a house. My dad taught me, you're not owed anything, <laughs> anything. You better get out there and work. You know, it's incredible... Our Lady told the villagers just every Thursday to read Matthew 6. And it's all about money. It's about economics. I was raised where we understood that what we had, we didn't deserve. No matter how hard you work for it. And then when you did get it, how do you show your gratitude? And your gratitude should be, God, what would you give me this for? I don't deserve this. But we have a mentality, a union mentality between us and heaven. We unionize the earth. You know, and heaven, we owe this, God. You owe me this. It's enough to live in the woods or out on the streets that God's brought us salvation. Better to be impoverished physically, hungry, and holy than fat filled with a nice mansion and go to hell. If that same person goes to hell because those material goods are looked at in the wrong way, which are good in them and of the self, because our lady talked about that. Our lady didn't condemn things of the world as bad. January 25th, 2009. I desire, little children, for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future, and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. Isn't that not incredible? This is how she began this year, 2009. For all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you to closer to God, the Creator. This is a beautiful message. So why is it for one man draws him to hell, and for the other can use these material things and think worldly things and bring them to heaven? That's our whole life here. Everything, technology, tractors, whatever we have is to bring us to God. <clears throat> Somebody said they sent a missile from Korea, and everybody's talking about it. I don't know the details about it. But that's the news out there, supposedly, right now. But at Chaplin, I heard the news here. My son comes to me and says, Dad, because of all the rain, we had a cow slip underneath the hay wagon and she's dead. Now, that's news. That's our news. Why? Because she had at least four more cows she could give, three or four more. She was one of the older cows, but we had that out of her. That's our future. That's news. That's the world news around here. We hear this at the supper table. What happened? Yesterday, all our kids, they had activities, which is the news we discuss. And so, you know, if, if you blink, if you don't go the right way, if you don't follow what Our Lady is saying, you're going to miss these moments. We have something beautiful, and Our Lady is telling us, back to the January 25th message, to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future. But she's not saying we have to disdain this life, that we shouldn't be relishing these moments, and if we're in gratitude, we will. We say, why has God been so good to me? 
Why, why have I got these things? It don't matter how much has been taken from you. You're always ahead of somebody else. You can find somebody else with less, more poor, more difficulty, more crisis, more, more hardships, more illnesses. You're always ahead of somebody. And for worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. When she says the word Creator, when she adds that to that sentence, that means creation, that means plants, that means vegetation, that means animals, that means everything. And so, if there's anything we've fallen on is ingratitude. We are so blessed as a people. We're blessed being in L.A.'s movement. And I believe the more gratitude you show, the more God can give to you what you, your needs are. And even surplus. For it says in the scriptures, I'll fill your grain bin so full that you have to throw it away to make room for the next harvest. It'll go bad on you. And how many think about that except just want more or make more money or more this or a better job? And even and this is even people that don't have a lot. Sometimes they're more greedy than, than people that don't have a lot. You know, both can commit the sin. So these temporal goods we have are to be used for eternal good. This is just a bus stop. We're standing on the side of the street and we get on a bus and we ride down the road and that's the end of our life. We've passed through this passage of life. How did you use your wealth? How do you use the things? How do you use your talent? How do you use your skill? What did God give you? I remember years ago, Barbara Streisand got up and, and after giving an Academy Award or something, she got, and, and she started thinking all these people, her producer, and thinking and thinking, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, one time did she sit there and say, thank you, God, for giving me this voice. She didn't create this voice. God gave it to her. It was a gift. The ingratitude and not even mentioning God, and of course she's, she's in her ways are anti-God in many things now, but how, how wonderful to have that platform and show such ingratitude. And these people are without peace. Their hearts are hard. They're not satisfied. And they're looking for solutions through man to come up with this or that to make them happy. They want the kingdom on earth. They don't see any temporal things that God's given to them. How should I use this to advance the kingdom of God? Everything we use here in our mission of Caritas is for the purpose to advance the kingdom of God. If, if not, we don't want it. We consecrate it for that. And it could be the most extreme thing. The most extreme thing I know I've ever consecrated for the kingdom of God was our swimming pool. And yes, I had the swimming pool before our lady ever came here and before I ever got into Medjugorje. I paid for it with my money. Because I know there's those out there that judge, oh, he's got a swimming pool. That was bought with my business, our funds. But I gave that, I thought, okay, when I started really praying, I started realizing, I consecrated that swimming pool one day to God. I walked out there and said, God, I don't know what you can do with the swimming pool. But here, it's yours. I'm consecrating this to you. Now, I didn't say it flippantly. I says, I, kind of, I don't know what, I really didn't know what it could use. And I thought it was a little bit strange giving something of pleasure like that or enjoyment to God. But I did it anyway. Next month. Some priests started coming over because they were going to EWTN and they needed a break because they were on heavy schedules. One priest who was scheduled three years in advance started coming here. We grew friends. We're swimming one day. We're talking about Medjugorje. And I said, if you ever find a way to go to Medjugorje, I want to go. This was like in 85, 84. He called me not a month later from this conversation in our swimming pool during the summertime and said, hey, there's a trip. One of the first trips going to Medjugorje from America. You want to go? I said, sign me up, sign my whole family up. My life changed from that point, from a stupid swimming pool, which became unstupid because God gave it to me, and I gave it back to Him, 
and he used this as a meeting place. So don't think your gold-plated forks can't be used somehow if you want to melt it down and give it something. I don't know. That's God's plan. I didn't know about the swimming pool. I don't know what you got, but you give it to God and watch what happens. And you got to be sincere about it because he may take it away. And that's the scary part because you may not need that. But all I have, all I own, including my sight, my taste, my being, my very core, belongs to Our Lady. I want her in my heart. I want her in my mind. And she's everywhere. No matter if I try to even betray her, she's standing there. Uh-uh. She's there. So we got to realize that how often Our Lady has come to us trying to get us to do things that we don't want to do. And the time we're in is such a gift that I guarantee you, you're going to miss this age. You're going to miss this time. Our Lady's gave us something incredible. She gave us, when she appeared, she turned the hourglass around. We were out of time. Time was over. She flipped it to start all over again. So this whole period of time, 28 years now in June, is a blink of an eye. I can't imagine being in this movie for 23 years. It blows me away when I think about it. And then I start thinking about the memories and all that. I see it in the passage of time. But it's yesterday. You know, are you slowing down? Are you taking all this in? Are you living in the right way to grasp everything that he wants to give you? What are you putting first in your life? You know, every breath a God is worth something. Are you in gratitude for that? Are you giving gratitude? The saints tell us, gratefulness begets another favor. And all we hear is, I want more, I want more, I want more. When you got so much more, you don't even use the more you got. You know, one day, and it may be soon, we're going to be having the deepest gratitude just for getting one pair of shoes. I remember a man years ago telling me in the country around here that he, back in the 40s, ran across a bunch of kids in the mountains about two hours from here, hadn't had shoes for two or three years. It was wintertime. And what it meant to them to bring them some shoes. Are we going to be that way? You know, we, we got to realize what kind of time we're coming in. Don't blink. Don't even think about the way the world's going, that you can't start changing things in your own life. Because this time's going away. And thank God that Our Lady's given us more time. Turned on the evening news, saw an old man being interviewed Turning a hundred and two today I asked him what's the secret to life He looked up from his old pipe Laughed and said all I could say is Don't blink just like that, you're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 Then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink, you just might miss your baby's growing Like mine did, turning into moms and dads Next thing you know, you better have a 50 years is there in bed and you pray and God takes you instead Trust me, friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink 
glued my TV when it looked like he looked at me and said, Best start putting first things first. Cause when your hourglass runs out of sand, you can't rip it over and start again. Take every breath God gives you for what it's worth. And don't blame. Just like that, you're six years old and you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 And your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink, you just might miss your babies growing like mine did Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know, you better have a 50 years is there and there Praying God takes you instead Trust me, friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blame So I've been trying to slow it down I've been trying to take it in in this here today, gone tomorrow world we're living in Don't blink Just like that, you're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 And your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink You just might miss your babies growing like mine dear Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know You better have A fifty years is there in bed And you pray and God takes you instead Trust me friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink No, don't blink Goes faster than you think, so don't blink. Life goes faster than you think, don't blink. Don't blink. Life goes faster than you think. Our lady said, as we spoke earlier. You know, to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future. Now, are we supposed to be ingracious for this life we're in? You can't take these messages without interpreting them in light of all messages. That's why you can't take any single Bible verse without looking at all Bible verses and interpreting that in light of all Scripture. They have to be in harmony. If there's a contradiction, then you don't have the right interpretation. Well, Visca said that for those who live the messages, we not feel the passage from this life to the next they'll already begin to live in heaven on earth. So you can start eternal life here. And that's where you start it. Because this life is about, it's a test to see where you'll spend eternity. She also said, Visca, for those who go to hell, have already started at hell on earth. They just continue it. Look at somebody who's demonically driven or who is so dark or so mean or so hateful. That is hell. They're not at peace. They're not satisfied with themselves. And so they just have already started living eternity here on this earth. 
That's the first reality we need to understand about the messages. You can begin this happiness, and we experience it. Our, our life is beautiful here. In fact, Yvonne, something that he had said years ago, and actually it was in one of the interviews that he did with us, he said, you need to have meaning for your life and your family. But he said, uh, so if we follow the rules of the church that the church gave us and have faith in God, have faith in the Virgin Mary, we're going to have a near-perfect life. Now, he was talking in the context of this life. And we've gone through a lot of difficulties, a lot of crosses, to amend our life, fabriced daily, incorporating the messages of how we live. Our life has become better and more perfect. Now, does that mean, oh, everything's going to be like amusement park? Everything's just fun? Ivan adds to this, he says, we're going to have a near-perfect life with all good and bad things. Because nobody except God is perfect. So in other words, we can near perfection in our life by living the messages and following the church and doing what we're supposed to do and staying in a state of grace. But those bad things that come along in life are part of things of life. But if you're in peace and you have an inner serenity and these things assault you, you're still happy. You know, we just read a message our lady said she was in tears. She's in heaven. That don't that contradicts each other. We're supposed to be just in joy. You know, were not all the angels weeping at the crucifixion two thousand years ago? What do they do in remembrance of that? What do they do when they see sinners go to hell? So there's there's a consolation in heaven not known, and it's not the same thing we know. But but you know, Israel brought sorrow to God, but it's different. When you live the messages, any bad things that come to us, any sorrows, we understand. We understand a loved one dying, or like the song just said, you know, one day, you know, 50 years, you better half it be in the bed. We had a marriage retreat once here, and, and the pastor, the minister said, uh, I want you to look at each other right now, all you who are married, that one day, one of you will be looking on the other in a casket. And it really struck me, you know, because I married my my high school sweetheart. And, you know, I remember those words real distinctly when he said that. You know, things go by a blink of an eye. It's gone. And so Our Lady wants us to enjoy this life because if we enjoy this life by the rules of the church, the laws, the Ten Commandments, following the messages, then you're happy. Even in the midst of losing your fortune or you losing a loved one, you're satisfied. There's a satisfaction that those who don't follow that, who are in darkness, can't and won't have. So Our Lady gives us something, and the thing is, are you going to take it? Are you going to accept it? And if we do, we already start enjoying eternal life at this moment, and it can follow us into the next life. What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981? We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself. Why is the Holy Virgin coming? Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. 640, June 24th, 1981. The world was on a downhill slide toward evil and darkness and hate that that changed in one moment toward the good. 
Has anything been said about Christians? There's many Christians in the world. But also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. With daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan? It's her words saying, I want to use you in a great plan. You must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world. How will it happen? Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us ten secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen. Do not put off drawing closer to God now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. People have built their whole life on a delusion that the, the system and the economic and the structure of society as it is to buy more, manufacture more, get more, was what brought happiness. Yvonne once said that, you know, parents get caught up in the material things and they lose everything through that. Satan enters the family. And so we've got a whole thing of fear that is following people because that's going away. And they sense these material things going away, and they're desperate. And you have been listening to a friend of Medjugorje from the broadcast of April 2009, which was originally titled, Our Lady, We Can't Outrun Her. Many of you who listen, you know the impact it makes on your personal life. We ask you to share that impact and share that conversion with other people by spreading these broadcasts to all of your friends, your family, your co-workers, anyone who you see might be in need of hearing what you have heard tonight. And so to conclude, here again is a friend of Medjugorje, April 2009. I was just told today there was a real nice subdivision near here. We've got a lot of nice subdivisions in this, this area, but this is probably 15 miles from here. And it's got covenant subdivision rules and this stuff. But one lady just decides she's going to plow up her whole yard. Now, these are immaculate yards, you know, zorgia and grass. She plowed it up. And she says she's going to get chickens, too. You know, people are realizing there's something wrong with the way we're living. I think that's a good move because not everybody can move to, to have a piece of property. And why can't you do that in your own subdivision? That's your track of land. Forget covenant laws. Challenge that. It's not covenant laws. It's rules. In fact, what's happening, there are attorneys challenged. Just so for your information out there, there are people that are challenging this now. Because what's come out is, see, you're not free as an American to sign away your constitutional right. So a lot of these subdivision covenants can be defeated like that, and it should. People are reaching for these things because what they built their life on is going away. And this is the right move. And if you're on a subdivision, consider that. So 
we have a lot of calls and a lot of people listen to us, extended community members. Everybody's interested in this right now because they see there's something very, very wrong. They built their life in the wrong way, and now they want to restructure. And it's a good move. It's a very good move because to get closer with the soil is to get closer to God. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.